Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. This is another episode. I'm alone. And that's appropriate because today's topic is solitude. I'm going to talk to you all about solitude as a man who has lived by himself uh, and has never really had too serious of a relationship in my life. I, I think my longest relationship ever was, I don't know, maybe nine months. Uh, you know, I've never lived with a girl. I've had some roommates over the years, but that was back in college, which you might as well be living alone because you do whatever the fuck you want anyway with zero regard for anybody else in the house. Uh, but, I, you know, for the most part, I've been living alone. And uh, I'm getting used to this solitary lifestyle, I, I, or I am used to it. Uh, now, one thing I need to establish up front before we get into this is, you know, solitude doesn't mean... I mean, it does mean alone, but it doesn't mean alone in the sad sense necessarily. You say that to people. I'll say to people, you know what my fear is? is I'm going to die alone. And they'll go, oh, my God, that's terrible. That's so sad. Oh, you know. No, I don't mean without love. I mean, literally, die alone. And they don't find my body for three fucking weeks because nobody knows I died. That That's like a fear of mine. You know, like, uh, I have love. I have friendship. I have family. I just spend a decent amount of time on my own because I live by myself. That's how it works when you live by yourself, especially when you're an adult. And it's not a sad thing. There are a lot of perks to living alone. You know, my mom gets so up in arms about this. Oh, I just I worry about you. Are you? I'm just worried that you're lonely and you got nobody to talk to. I don't fucking want that half the time. That's If I wanted that, I'd have roommates, you know? Or maybe be married. I don't know. I think that's why a lot of people get married is because they want somebody to talk to. I don't need somebody to talk to that bad. I guess, you know. So so look, the marriage will come when I fall uh, head over heels in love, people, because that's the only way to fall. <laughs> At least that's what they say on Sex in the City. Uh, but I think I think, uh, I think uh, you know the marriage will come one day. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm okay with independence. I have to be because of my job, first of all. My job is working alone. My job is creating by myself and then performing the writing by myself. It's, it's, it's a lot of independence. I don't have a boss. I mean, I have people that pay me, and I have various people that I sometimes need to report to in the sense of, you know, a club manager or booker or a producer or something that needs me in a certain place at a certain time and is going to hand me my check after the show. But that's not an everyday boss. I don't have anybody standing over my shoulder saying, hey, do this and, you, you know, you're behind on this and, and we, need a, we need an update on that. Then that doesn't happen with me. And I'm okay with that, obviously. I work well in that capacity. Uh, but that also means that in my private life, my social life, I am also okay with independence. Uh, and as I said, there are a lot of perks to it. You know, look, first of all, right off the bat, you live alone, you can run the ship as tight or as loose as you want to. This is your ship. You're steering it. Nobody can tell you any different from the way you want to run things, man. And I run a tight ship. My house is spick and span. You could eat off these fucking floors if you had to. You could eat off these floors. I keep a nice abode. Not a lot of clutter. You don't see anything out on the counters except that nice fruit basket over there in the kitchen. You see that, Ernie? I got a fruit basket in the kitchen, and I have the, it has the, the arm that comes up over it to hang the bananas on. Yeah, exactly. You know what's next to that? My Kerrig machine. You know what's underneath the Kerrig machine? A steel drawer that you open and keep all your Kerrig cups in it. Because I don't want to see the fucking Kerrig boxes half open and a bunch of little plastic cups sitting around. No. No. Not on my watch. It's not happening here. See that sink over there, Ernie? I got a dual sink. One side of it is filled with dishes. Clean dishes. They're clean. They're in the drying rack. That other side is practically empty. Not going to see a lot of dust in my house. You're not going to see uh, any lint on the floors. You're not going to see a pair of shoes laying around randomly. You're not going to see a hat and gloves for no apparent reason on the floor or on the chair. Where are the remote controls? I'll tell you where they are. On the fucking coffee table where they deserve to be. 
And where is the coffee table? Neatly situated underneath the window and not in front of the couch, so it's not in your goddamn way when you need to walk. It's got all your coffee table amenities. It's got your coffee table books. It's got your space for drinks. It's got your lamp, and it's got your remote controls. Why does it have to be in front of the goddamn couch? I know what you're thinking. Well, Joe, what if you want to eat while you're sitting on the couch? I got a fucking tray to do that with. And I don't mean one of those unfoldable trays, you trash. I mean, I, want, I got a glass serving tray that I bought at Target. You put it on your lap like a gentleman you eat. Feel like a prince. Feels like somebody served me breakfast in bed, and it's not breakfast, it's dinner, and it's not in bed, it's on my couch, and nobody brought it to me. I did it myself. But still feels good. Still feels real good. Man, I run a tight ship. You go in my bathroom, everything's in place. It's always toilet paper on that roll. It's always tissues in that box. Toothbrush in the holder where it belongs. Q-tips in the glass jar. Of course, where else would they be? In the box? In the Q-tip box that they that I bought them in? Are you out of your fucking mind? No. They give you Q-tips in a plastic shit box because that's as far as they need to take you on that journey. What, do you want them to hold your hand through the whole process? No. You bring that box home, you take them out, you put them into a glass jar. Yeah, a glass jar. A sepia-toned glass jar that you bought at Target for $18. That's how much a sepia-toned glass jar costs. I paid for it. It was worth it. It was worth it. You don't see dirty clothes in my house anywhere anywhere because they're in the basket in the closet on the floor that is neatly set next to my shoes that are lined up against the wall toes in that's how you line shoes up toes in heels out i run a tight ship boy because that's the way i like it you know what if i was a slob be a sloppy ship wouldn't matter i'm on my own i can do whatever i want nobody can tell you how to run your ship when you're on your own I felt like pissing on the toilet seat, leaving little balled up toilet paper and tissue on the countertop in the bathroom, having a random scarf just somewhere, you know, maybe a banana peel on the floor. I don't know how messy people live I because I don't do it and I don't approve of it. But that's okay. You do it on your ship. I'm doing mine on mine. I just stayed at my buddy's house recently. I love him dearly. God damn, he's messy. He'd go shopping, he'd take the groceries out of the plastic bags, he'd put the groceries away, then he'd just leave the bags on the kitchen floor. And you want to yell at him, but then you're like, well, I'm sleeping on his couch. I can't really, can't really yell at a guy who's letting you sleep on his couch because then he says, get the fuck out of here. And uh, then, yeah, you have nowhere to sleep. So I, I didn't say anything. But you know what? He's the polar opposite of me, and he lives alone, so he lives the way he wants to live. You get the point. Here's another bonus of living alone. Nothing gets interrupted ever, ever, ever. I want to watch the, uh, uh, the, you know, the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I feel like watching. I have no references at this point. God, I suck at references. Why do I try? Why do I try? You know what I'm saying, guys. I want to watch The Raid 2. At 4.30 in the afternoon, for no apparent reason other than I feel like it, I'm putting the Raid 2 on. And guess what? It's not going to end until the Raid 2 ends. Okay? And I'm not even going to know that it ends because I passed out on the couch already. I passed out 45 minutes into that thing, not because it stunk, because I felt like taking a nap. And nobody's interrupting it. My phone's on silent. Or what if somebody calls? I don't give a shit. I'm not on anybody's emergency call list. I don't got a wife I got to answer to. I don't got kids calling me. I don't got a living girlfriend. I don't even got a roommate. Might be locked out of the house. I don't care. Time to nap. I'm napping. You can't, you can't change that. Nobody can change that. Nobody can tell me what to watch when I feel like watching something. Bought the All in the Family full series box set last week. Guess what? I watch four or five of those a day. Don't care. Nobody's sitting there going, you're going to watch this again? Nobody. Nobody. I'm watching it as much as I want. Nothing gets interrupted. It's always quiet. Oh, it's always quiet. If I want it to be. But if I wake up at 7.15 in the morning and I want to crank the strokes or uh, maybe Ice Cube, you know, a lot of you think, man, well, the ice cube isn't morning music. In this fucking house it is, if I feel like it. It'd be morning music when I feel like it is. 
And, you know, on a lot of mornings it is, people. I got news for you. A lot of mornings the first thing I put on is ice cube. Sometimes iced tea. Sometimes just ice. I like all the ice wrappers, and I, I, I honor and celebrate all of them equally. And I'll put it on when I feel like putting it on. But if I don't want it on, I don't have to. Guess what never happens when you live alone? Uh, you're trying to sleep in, and then all of a sudden your music, you, your roommate starts playing Steely Dan and wakes you up. That never fucking happens. Nobody wakes me up. And if anybody does wake me up, guess what? I get to yell at them because it's somebody being an asshole outside. How bad do all you people that are married or with roommates want to yell at your wife or husband or roommate when they wake you up? How bad do you want to yell at your kids when you're trying to sleep and they wake you up? But you can't because you got to be a good roommate or a father or a dad or a mom or a, or a wife or a husband or you just got to be a good person. Man, you don't got to be a good person when you live alone. Be any person you want. And if anybody wakes me up, it's because they're on the outside being too loud. I get to walk outside and go, what the heck? Excuse me. What the fuck are you doing, man? People trying to sleep in here. There's people trying to sleep in here. When's the last time you married folks got to say that? Bet not very often. Bet you want to, though. Bet you want to. At 6.10 on a Sunday when your 8-year-old comes in and wakes you up because you forgot you promised to take them to Guardians of the Galaxy, but this fucking asshole doesn't realize movies don't start playing until 10.30 in the morning? Oh, I bet you want to yell at him. Hey, there's people trying to sleep in here. Can't. You can't. That kid will be scarred for life, and then he'll grow up and he'll shoot up a store somewhere. So you just got to go, it's, yeah, it's okay, buddy. And then you got to stay out and you got to get up. I don't got to do that. I don't got to do that. And I know this is right around when people start going, oh, that's sad. There's no love. No, there is love. I just keep the love out of my house. I got tons of love. I date women. I have best pals. I've got family. I just keep them out of here. Don't just, you, 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 you get, there's a time limit on how long you're allowed to stay here. It's that simple. I love sleeping how I want. You sleep over my place. You got to sleep. You know how that goes. You got to sleep by my rules. You can't just sleep your own way. You got to sleep by my rules. Eat when I want too. However I want. What time's dinner today? Fuck it. 3.20. That's when dinner is today. Why? Because I bought a taco kit and I'm excited. I'm excited to eat it. So I'm going to have dinner at 3.20 today. Well, why can't we? We got to wait till 6. No, we don't. I don't got to wait till any time. I'm eating dinner at 3.20 because I got a taco kit and there's 15 shells in that. Yeah, 15. I know what you're thinking, Joe. They're only 12. Fuck you. You don't know me. I buy the stand and stuff. It's 15. There's 15 shells in that box and I am going to eat them all. So I got to start early. I got to start at 3.20 if I want to finish 15 tacos by midnight. Takes a while. You got to take breaks. You can't, you know, you can't do it all in one sitting. Some people can. I'm not that good of a man. Better men than me can do 15 in one sitting. I can't. Doesn't matter. I don't have to set my eating schedule with anybody. Never. There's never, I've never, here's, an, here, here's a line I've never uttered to another person. Did you remember to pick up the garlic? No, I did it. I got what I need here. I got what I need here. Here's another thing I've never uttered to another person. Can you have hot peppers? Are you, is this okay? Nope. Never had to worry about that. Are you allergic to, nope. Never asked that question. I know what I can eat. I know what I can have. And I know when I can have it, which is any fucking time I want it. And that's how I roll. It's beautiful. Working out also, by the way, not embarrassing when you live alone. How embarrassing is working out? People go to gyms to do this. What is wrong with people? You're sweating. Your hair's frizzed up. You look disgusting. You stink. You smell bad. You're, you're making terrible noises. You're groaning. You're grunting. You're straining. You're crying out, trying to press something or lift or whatever. And then on top of it all, you're doing ridiculous things things with your body you gotta lie down spread eagle on your back or you gotta put your feet up in like obgyn stirrups 
where you got to do some kind of knee presses or you got to roll around in a giant ball where you got to just run. Most people look stupid when they're running. I look like a fucking idiot when I run. I look like I'm spazzing out when I'm running. Horrible. It's all fists and elbows when I'm running. Looks like I look like I just got loose from something and I'm trying to escape quickly and clumsily because I've been locked into a room for 12 years. That's what it looks like when I run. I don't want to do that in front of other people. So I do it at home. I live at home. I bought the Jillian Michaels Body Revolution DVD set, Ernie, and I work out to it in my living room. I look like a fucking fool. If you and I live together, if you and I live together and you saw me pick up a DVD case, first of all, let's start from the beginning. You go, what are you doing, man? I go, I'm, Ernie, I'm going to work out. You mind if I work out in the living room? Because I don't have room in my bedroom. Yeah, dude, no problem. Okay, great. What are you going to do, Ernie? I'm just going to sit over here and read a book. Okay, cool. Then you see me cross to the couch, and I bend down and reach under the couch because I've hidden this DVD. He's like, you can't, have, you can't have that out on your DVD shelf next to, like, The Godfather. And, you know, look, I have Sex in the City, the box set, the pink fuzzy box set on my fucking DVD shelf, the entire series. I still won't put the Jillian Michaels DVD up there. You just can't have that on your display. So I reach under the couch. I pull out the DVD. You see the cover of Jillian with Jillian Michaels, and you go... What are, you, what are you doing? And I go, I told you, I'm working out. And I try to write it off. And you're like, uh, okay, I'm, I thought I saw Jillian Michael. There's no way I saw that. That's crazy. I'm seeing shit. Then I put the DVD in. And then you watch me attempt to do exercises that I can't really do as Jillian Michaels yells at me. And then you hear me like counting to it, like, and one, shh, two, shh, three, shh, as like techno music is playing. And you hear Jillian Michaels saying things like, work that booty, work that booty. I want to see the dimple in that butt. Dude, you would fucking leave. You'd be, I, I'd come home like a bad marriage broke up and I'd see a note from you. Joe, I'm sorry, I can't go on like this. I'm sorry. Take care of yourself. I moved to, I moved to my mom's until I get on my feet. You can't, you can't do that in front of people. People go to gyms and do that shit. I don't get it. Uh, I, I'm not doing it. Working out is shameful. Behind closed doors as far as I'm concerned, which is why I do it at home, which is one of the other perks of living alone. Nobody can see me doing it. I also think, you know, I guess the greater point there is uh, solitude is good for creation, I guess, or creativity. Solitude is good to, it, 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 to me, it's a great assist when trying to better yourself. You know, for instance, with creativity. Solitude is great for creativity. Why? Well, there's the obvious reasons. It lets you focus. It lets you think. Nobody's talking to you. Nobody's distracting you. You can sort of lock in as much as you want to. Um, and, and, and kind of just get the juices flowing and, you know, no distractions. But to me, more importantly, the way solitude really assists creativity is it allows you enough alone time that now this is, this applies to when you're not trying to be creative, your gears are just turning, your gears turn in a certain way, your mental gears turn in a certain way that they don't when you're with other people. When you're with other people, even if you're not talking to those people, uh, maybe you're just in public alone, your brain is working in a different fashion. You're observing, you're absorbing, you're hearing, you're listening, you're watching. It's a different experience. When you're alone, your brain is able to kind of go into this weird place where it just kind of functions freely. It's almost like it's off to the side. If you're not readily focused on something, it's just kind of like off to the side doing stuff. And you get a different string of thoughts. It's a different thought process. And that process to me is what produces the best creativity. You know, when you're, I've written some horror stories and, and horror scripts and stuff 
uh, in my time. And when I'll tell you the best and scariest ideas I ever have are when I'm alone in bed at night. You're alone. You're not trying to think of it. Your brain is just in that weird place of like, we're going to sleep. I'm kind of off over here, not functioning right now. It's dark. It's quiet. Weird thoughts start occurring. You start imagining a hand coming up under the sheets, onto your foot, some old hag crawling up under your covers with you. And you freak your fucking self out. And next thing you know, you have a great idea for something. You know what I mean? Did you know I was scared of witches, Ernie? Did you know that? Terrified of witches. <laughs> I'm serious, but you, I love how sincerely you just reacted to that. You're like, oh, okay. You honestly looked like, you looked like I just told you I had cancer. You're like, oh, geez, oh, man. I'm, he, Ernie made I'm sorry eyes when I said I'm scared of witches. Um, but it's great for creativity because you're in that sort of, you're in that sort of, you're not trying to make it up. There is good to come of when you do sit down and try to make something up, and you do sit at a blank, stare at a blank, blank page and try to work or whatever. Of course, good stuff comes out of that too. I love it, man. I think of some of my best jokes where I'm just like on the couch and I'm not trying to think of a joke. I'm just zoned out. I have something stupid on TV. I'm not really paying attention. I'm just kind of there vegging out. And that's when your brain says like, uh, you know, What do you think your taint really does smell like? I don't know. Something like that. It's not the best example, you know, but it's an example, and that's all we need. We need one example. Actually, maybe that is a good example. What does your taint really smell like? It doesn't smell like shit. Your asshole is the shit place, and your balls are the ball smell. Your taint is somewhere in between. They need to come up with a new name for that. See, there you go. That's a bit. Wasn't trying to think of it. There you go. They need a new name for the smell of taint. It's not balls. It's not ass. They need a new They need a new name for that odor. And I don't know what it would be. Sweaty as balls. Shitty as ass. What's taint? I don't know. But here you go. Now, if Ernie wasn't here, I could write a fucking bit right now. And that's the problem with not being alone is now I can't work. Because of this bullshit. Anyway, it's good for creativity, man. It's good for, it really is good for creativity. And also you can work whenever you want to. That's key. You can work whenever you want to. I hop out of bed in the middle of the night. I hop out of bed as I'm drifting off to sleep. I wake up in the morning and 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 I'm working on music or, or I'm writing or I'll be in the middle of watching a movie and I'll jump up and I'll go in the other room and start working or I'll be working as I'm watching a movie or whatever. There's never a person going, what are you doing? Why are you jumping out of bed at 2.30 a.m.? What are you, a freak? What are you doing? Or, God, you woke me up. I was trying to sleep and you're jumping up to write something down and you're pacing around the room now and you're talking into your phone. What are you doing? You can't do that. Well, I mean, look, you can do that when you live with somebody. It's going to be kind of douchey or that person's going to have to be really understanding or you're going to have to not do it. I mean, that's only one of those three. Those are your three options. But I can do it whenever I want. I love it. I'm not trying to say, you know so great I'm never going to get married because I always want to be able to do whatever I want all the time. No, I, eventually, one day, yes, I would like to. And I'll have to adapt. In fact, that's one of the negatives of living alone. I often worry about that. I often worry, like, am I past being able to get married? Am I past that point? Have I been alone for so long now that I couldn't possibly adapt to living with another person again? I haven't lived with somebody since college when I was 20. 21, I think. Maybe not even 21. 20? 21, somewhere in there was the last time. 21 at the oldest was the last time I lived with somebody. 21 is... 21? I'm 36 now. I'll be 37 very soon. That is not... That is a big gap, guys. A lot of growth happens in those 16 years. So I worry sometimes. Can I go back and readjust... Because like I said earlier, 
When you're at your college, you don't give a fuck. You wake your roommates up. You're messy. You can't. Nobody cares. They don't care. You don't care. You fight about it. You scream at each other. Sometimes you fist fight, and then it's over. And then you go get drunk, and it's done. And you you just keep living together. You live like you're fucking animals when you're in college. You know. I don't know if I've ever lived completely cooperatively uh, and in peace with another human being. I mean, I'm not saying I fought with all my old roommates, but there was always an air of who gives a shit, you know? But uh, now, 36, I would give a shit. Hopefully the other person would too. And I worry sometimes, am I past being able to do that? Am I too used to my own thing? I also worry, am I too selfish to ever have kids? I don't want to have kids. I don't think I want to have kids at least. But I don't know. Let's say I do one day. I'm like, oh, am I going to be able to do that? But then again, here's the thing that, that you know, the, 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 the comforting thought is that everybody I know that has kids says the same thing. You don't know what the fuck you're doing, and then you have it and you figure it out. So I figured that with me. Somebody dropped a kid in my lap right now and they should raise it. I'd figure out how to do it on my own. I would just figure it out. So there you go. I'm going to be fine. I'll figure it out. But there are negatives. There are negatives to, to living alone. I don't know. You know, it does get fucking lonely sometimes. Sometimes you get lonely as shit. You know? And uh, you can only watch so many episodes of the Honeymooners or the Golden Girls by yourself for you're like, I can get the fuck out of here. And then a lot of times socializing, I don't know if this applies to everybody, but socializing for me as a guy that lives alone usually tends to be drinking. It's a, I don't know why this is, but when you live alone, it's a little harder to orchestrate just like chill out hangs. Like that's the nice thing about having a roommate. You can kind of just lay on the couch and talk and it's enough of a social interaction that you don't feel the need to go out. But for some reason, when you live alone, it's harder to have that kind of hangout occur. It's because it's weird just call your guy friend up. Hey, man, you want to come over and sit on my couch with me? Why? What are you doing? Are you booty calling me right now? That's what a girl would say. Hey, do you want to come over and sit on my couch? What, what do you, why don't we go somewhere? Where do you want to go? A bar. Great. Now we're drinking again. A lot of socializing when you're, when you're, when you're uh, living on your own. And single is another key part. Because if you're living alone but you have a girlfriend, then then obviously the two of you just hang out sometimes. But... Um, a lot of the socializing when you're single and living on your own is drinking. Um, and that's also a thing I never felt totally comfortable doing on my own was drinking alone, you know, uh, which I think is a part of, you know, the, the, the falls under the umbrella of the cons of living alone. At least for me, you can't drink whenever you feel like it. Sometimes you really want to polish off a bottle of whiskey and you're like, uh, what am I going to do? drink a fifth of whiskey and then sit here and talk to myself like a lunatic. Who am I fucking Charles Bukowski? I'm not a talented enough writer to drink like that. If you're a really talented writer, you can drink like that. If you're me, you can't. So you're just like, I really want to drink, but I can't. Maybe that's is actually a pro of living alone. I'm saying it's a con that you can't drink whenever you <laughs> man. That's a real negative that you can't down a bottle of whiskey whenever you feel like it. Huh? What a drag, right guys? Uh, that's probably actually a, you know, a pro. I also think pot gets too accessible when you live alone. I'm not a big pot smoker anymore. I used to be. The first apartment I ever had alone was in Austin, Texas. I lived by myself. I was fresh out of college. It was such a weird experience, and I was still a big pothead. And by golly, did I smoke weed every fucking chance I got. Cigarettes, too. I just sat in that apartment. I'd smoke weed. I'd smoke cigarettes. Ah, I loved it. I loved it. I'd go to a record store on a Sunday. I'd buy a bunch of CDs. I'd come home, put them on, get high as shit, listen to it, smoke a bunch of cigarettes. Oh, my God, it was a great time. Jesus. But it's too accessible. It's too accessible. You need somebody, you know, if you like pot, you need somebody there that's kind of looking at you out of the corner of their eye, kind of like, hey, you're going to smoke that again, huh? Fucking all right. Well, it's about nine thirty in the morning, but whatever you got to do. Um, it's also I know I said earlier how great it is to take a nap when you live alone. It's a little too easy to take a nap. 
<laughs> Sometimes you need somebody telling you, you know, preventing you from taking it out. Even if it's just a roommate that's not on your case about it, but just you, they're there and you're like, I feel kind of dumb. I, I, I'm going to look weird if I go to sleep in front of this person. You're probably better off not uh, taking every nap. Some naps don't need to be taken. I think that's a fair statement. They should put that on the dollar bill. They should replace in God we trust with some naps don't need to be taken. That's a great fucking motivating slogan. America, colon, some naps don't need to be taken. And then it's a picture of Donald Trump. And you're like, yeah, that guy didn't take naps. Here's the other thing that sucks sometimes about living alone. Everything is on you. You know, I was talking earlier about how I like to run a tight ship. That also means that I got to clean everything. I got to water all the plants. Yeah, I have plants. I have a few plants. They're not big plants. They're not flashy. I don't got to swing my dick around with my plants. But I got a couple, three. That's a few. I got a few plants, and they need watering. I got to do it. If I forget to do it, they die. Now I got that on my fucking hands. That's a bad feeling. I bought a big plant when I used to live in Brooklyn. Real big. Filled out the whole corner of the room. Beautiful. Brought the room to life. Died. I mean, you feel like an asshole when a big plant dies. You feel like you... That's almost like a small animal died. A big plant is the equivalent to a small cat. Not a dog. Nowhere near dog. Small cat. I know now the cat people are offended that I put dogs above cats, but they are. They're above cats. And if you're asking me why, here's why. I could just go find a cat right now if I needed to. If I need if this was like a like a like a weird like Bruce Willis movie where a fucking uh bad guy walked in here right now with the, with a with an undistinguishable Eastern European accent and put a gun to my head and said, "You have 30 minutes to find a cat." Or the girl dies, I'd, the girl wouldn't die. I would find, I'd come back with multiple cats and save a few extra lives. Because you know I'm not the only guy he's doing that to. He's doing that to a few people. Couldn't do that with a dog. Good fucking luck. If you find a dog, guess what? You didn't find it, you stole it. It was somebody's dog and you stole it. There are no wild dogs roaming the streets. Cats are everywhere. If you need further support for this argument, uh, dog isn't almost the word rat. So there you go. I feel like that kind of just puts a close to this one. But it'd be hard to have a dog, man, if I live it alone. Because then I got to take care of it. It's the other thing. You can have a cat if you live alone. Put the fucking litter box down. And, and, and there you go. Go shit in that box and go be on your own. I never have to deal with you ever. Can't do that with a dog. Dog needs to be walked. Dog needs to be played with. Dog needs to be fed. Fucking cat, dude. You leave. Dude, we used to leave. We used to when we would go on vacation when I was a kid. You'd leave like a thing out for your cat. You just they they had like feeders that you could buy in the store, and you just filled it, and it would like dispense food. And like cats know not to overeat. They're not like dogs. Like they won't just keep eating. Like they know when to stop. They they have a litter box. They don't need to go outside. And it, like the cat could just live in the house and eat when it needed to. And you never did, you didn't have to board it ever, ever. It's the easiest pet in the world. It's a fucking hamster that's big enough that you won't step on it by accident. That's the only reason hamsters are in cages because you'd step on it by accident. If it was the size of a cat, hamsters would be replace cats. Can't do that with a dog. You gotta you gotta tend to a dog, man. And living alone, it's a pain in the ass. Every person I know that has a dog said this. Every one of them said the same thing to me. Said, I'm going to get a dog. They go, don't, dude. Do not get a dog until you have a living girlfriend or a roommate or somebody who can help you. I'm going to get married just to get a dog. I'm going to do it the other way. A lot of people get married. Then they say, let's get a dog. That'd be a nice extra thing that we do. No, fuck that. I want a dog, so I'm going to get married. The perk is the, is the wife. The dog is the commitment. I'm not going to really do that, but it was a fun thing to say. You know, man, here's, uh, let's, 
going to a sad. <laughs> I talked about being scared when you're by yourself in bed. That is true. I freak myself out all the time in bed. Uh, I also freak myself out like from watching movies. You know, like I'll watch like, I remember I watched when I first saw Paranormal Activity. I watched it alone at three o'clock in the morning. And the way I had my apartment set up in New York at the time, I had the couch. The TV was against the back wall and the couch faced it. But that meant that the back of the couch had to face the front door and the bedroom door. So all the entrances into the room were behind you when you watch TV. And I watched Paranormal Activity at 3 o'clock in the morning I, in the pitch black. I freaked myself out so fucking bad. I literally kept looking over my shoulder when I was watching the movie. I was so freaked out. But it was fun, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's not like scary or... I mean, it is scary, but it's, that's not like a sad thing. That's fun. It's kind of fun and, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a rush. I'll tell you what's sad, though, watching comedies alone and laughing alone. That's kind of sad. There's, what, is it, what is it about a man chuckling by himself on a couch that makes it so sad? I don't know. But it is. Maybe it's because you're not sharing it. That's another downside of living alone. You want you don't get to all, you have to like make plans to share cool shit with people. When you have another person there, you can be like, dude, check out this movie. It's my favorite. Or I just bought this. Let's watch it. Or have you read this book? Or, oh, you read this. Can I read that? Or what's your favorite thing? Or, hey, want to put this record on because we both love it? That is sharing. That is a beautiful experience. But when you live alone, you have to make plans for that. I've actually looked at movies that I've wanted to watch again, and I've been like, well, I've seen it 10 times. I really want to watch it again. I'm going to wait until I have somebody over that's never seen it so I can share that with them. God, that's sad. That just sounded so sad. It's not as sad as it sounds. It's a little sad, but it's also a little nice. It's like, hey, you know, I'm thinking I want to, show this to somebody or whatever. But it'd be a lot easier if I just had a wife or, or a kid or a dog. I'm not saying wife and dog are the same or kid and dog are the same. Maybe kid and dog, not wife and dog. But uh, you know what I'm saying. Not a dog. All right, we'll take dog off the table. But it's a little easier if you have somebody sitting there to share things with. I've come at this from a bunch of different perspectives. As always, I like to take it to the public, see what their thoughts are. And we go now to Twitter for our questions from our audience, our loyal, loyal audience. Uh, this first question comes from at Canada 4 mpe What the fuck does that, what could that possibly mean? Canada 4 and then supporting something, 4 is in supporting and then MPE. Anyway, look for this guy, Canada, the number four MPE. His question is, how can we be in the presence of others without connecting slash communicating with them? What kind of life experience is that? Well, I think that's a great question. Um, I, now, there's two ways to take the question. If you're saying how can we do that, as in literally how, well, then literally you just go to a coffee shop or a mall or a movie or any public place and just kind of take it on your own and don't interact. <laughs> That's the literal answer to that question, which I love to do all the time. I love going to the movies by myself. I find it very relaxing. It's isolating in a weird way. Even though there's people all around you sometimes, it's very isolating to sit in a dark movie theater by yourself and just watch a movie. It really shuts out people. It shuts out the world for a while. And I find it just, it's soothing. It's soothing. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Uh, and I like to do that also at coffee shops uh, when I go to work, which is the opposite of the kind of working I was talking about earlier, because in that situation, now it's more about people watching and getting inspiration from seeing things around you, at least for me, uh, and getting inspiration from the outside sources. Uh, I get that too when I go to a mall. It's a lot of people watching. You know, you go sit in a park. You just kind of watch what everybody's doing around you. And sometimes it's a chance for you to reflect or think or, or create or write or whatever. But I enjoy it. Now, if you're asking, how could people ever be in the presence of others without connecting or communicating with them? What kind of life experience is that? I think that is kind of what you're saying. 
uh, given that that's a two-part question. The second part really, I think, brings out the meaning of the first part. Um, look, I don't think it's a good life experience if that's all you do. I think there needs to be more than just being on your own and sort of floating around like this antibody uh, in society. I, I think you need to definitely interact. I think you definitely need to connect. I think you do need to talk to a stranger. Have a conversation with the barista. You know, uh, 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 talk for two seconds to the guy at the toll booth. Wave to the lady on the street, whatever it is. Like, I think that all that, that interaction is important. And, and sometimes in some ways, as important as your more um, in-depth interactions that you would have with friends or family or people that you've known. Um, but as worthwhile as that is, still think there's a lot of value in going out there on your own sometimes. You can't always be connected in a literal sense to other people. You just can't. It's not healthy. It's, it's codependency, and it, 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 you need your independence. We need more independence in this world. We're all very, very connected and very, very concerned about what others think, and was I approved, and am I popular, and do I have enough followers, and do I have enough likes, and that stuff isn't healthy all the time. You need your time to stand out there on your own and say, fuck it, I can do this by myself, and I'm okay with being by myself. You know, there's a lot of bad marriages out there because people aren't okay being by themselves. You have to. You have to. You have to take the good with the bad. And just like somebody who's married is willing to take the sacrifice or make the sacrifices that come with marriage, somebody more people need to be independent and single and say, I'm willing to take the sacrifice, make the sacrifices that come along with this. And I don't think enough people do. I think solitude is looked at uh, or painted at least in a much more negative light than positive. And I don't think it should be. I don't think it should be. Bad when you do it all the time has its moments. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it has its, its faulty moments. But you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't alienate it. And you also shouldn't embrace it for, as a constant. This is from uh, at Nathan Bacon. What do you feel are the pros and cons of solitude? Sorry, Nathan, we already, well, his name's Jonathan, but his handle's Nathan. Oh, I don't get these Twitter kids. Anyway, I already answered all that. At Limpin Cow, did you get the house in solitude or did you just go low key and get the place in Rifton? What the fuck does that mean, Ernie? Ernie's shaking his head. Did you get the house in solitude or did you just... Is that a bad joke? I don't know. At SD4EVR underscore. SD4 forever. Get it? Underscore. How can I get your jokes? Well, if you mean literally get them, that's another two-sided, two-meaning question or anything, you see. Literally get them. You can buy them on iTunes. If you mean get them as in they stink, and you don't get them, I can't help you. I don't get half of my jokes. I just say things, and then people laugh, and I go, okay, I guess that's good, and I just keep moving. Uh, here comes uh, at Ken Kenigit. I don't know, K-E-N-N-I-G-I-T. What are your thoughts on drinking alone, and do you miss the X's when you do? Uh, my thoughts on drinking alone, as I said earlier, I am uncomfortable with it. I'm not saying I don't ever do it. But if I do do it, it's like I'll have a glass of wine while I eat dinner uh, or maybe at the end of a really long day. And this is very, very, very rare. I'll have like a whiskey on the rocks. Or uh, if I'm maybe going to meet some friends at a bar and I, I really feel like going after it that night, maybe I'll have a drink before I leave just to kind of get me juiced up for the walk to the bar whatever. These are very rare experiences. Uh, I, I just don't do it very frequently. Uh, and do I miss the X's when I do? No. No, because uh, because I'm not in a uh, fucking one of those movies. God, my references suck. Jesus Christ. I literally couldn't think of a movie where a guy drinks and gets sad. 
No, because I'm not in a Frank Sinatra song. That would have been a fine reference. Why didn't I just say that? I listen to Frank Sinatra all the time. I couldn't think of it. I'm, I would be the worst person on whose line is it anyway. If they ever put me on that, I would be fucking horrendous on that show. It would be terrible. It would be me standing there going, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and then Greg Proops looking at me like he wanted to hit me because he's always on that show. Uh, oh, another part to this question. Has calling slash texting them drunk ever gone well? Nope. <laughs> I haven't done it very often, but uh, I don't... Well, you know what? No, I... No, no, it hasn't. I was going to say, once in a while, you'll you'll call or text an old flame when you're drunk. Hey, what are you doing? Let's get together. And uh, and they'll be drunk, too, and they'll go, sure. And you go, this is awesome. And then the next morning, you're both like, uh, what do we do? All right. Uh, take it easy. Three months later, hey, what are you doing? Uh, no, it usually doesn't go well. Um, this is from at 12, the number 12, J.R or J. Rutherford, excuse me, at 12 J. Rutherford. He wrote, I need a few paragraphs to get my condition across to you, Joe. Ha, ha, ha. Because uh, I, I tweeted out, obviously, send questions. And poor J. Rutherford here says he needs a few paragraphs. I'm sorry, buddy. I hope you're feeling better. Uh, my dear friend, Ed Salazar. You can find him at Ed A. Salazar. Very funny, man. Follow Ed. Are you okay? <laughs> no, Ed. I'm doing a fucking podcast. If I was okay, I wouldn't be doing a fucking podcast. Is anybody doing one of these fucking things okay? Does anybody say, I'm I'm sound, so I'm going to talk into a microphone for close to an hour and pray. That's right, I said close to an hour because we're probably doing about 50 minutes today. Uh, I'm going to talk into a microphone for close to an hour because I feel like people need to hear this. Could you imagine if you talked at anybody like this without for an hour straight people be like get the fuck away from me you lunatic yet you record it and give it a dumb name and a theme song people are like oh my god this is really great i gotta i gotta subscribe and hear this every week i don't know what the fuck is wrong with people god bless you all for downloading this thing keep downloading keep subscribing uh last question this is from at tom n malvern at Tom N. Malvern. Uh, I live with my girlfriend, but still drive home every day, hoping she's not there so I can sit around. I can't be the only one, right? Uh, no, I, of course you're not the only one. And I, you know what? I don't think that that's bad. Um, you know, I, I don't think that that's, a, that, that that's because you don't love your girlfriend or you don't want to be around her. It's just... It's hard. This is why I say you you have to have a balance of the two things. It's very hard when you're always when your when your home life is always a certain way, whether that is always seeing your wife or your girlfriend or your roommate or whoever. When you come home, they're always there. That's the way it goes when you go home. Or the flip side of the coin, which is you always go home and there's never anybody there. You have your moments where you're like, I need a change i need a break i need this to I, I i please please i just need some time uh experiencing the other thing now the tough it's easier to seek out that change of pace when you're on your own i believe because if i come home and i'm lonely and i'm bored or whatever it is i can go do something about that I can go to a coffee house and sit there and just be around the energy of people. I can go to a movie, as I said, I like to do, and that takes me out of the space alone at home and takes me into a different, other weird, you know, uh, space. Uh, I can call friends and make plans. I can go to the bar. You can go to a bar and just sit and talk to a bartender if you need, if you really need to talk to somebody. Uh, what is this? 1947? Does anybody do that ever? Uh, but, you know, you could, um, I guess. <laughs> what bartender wouldn't? I mean, there's probably a lot that wouldn't, actually. Um, my point is, is you can change it. What you can't really ever do is come home and say to your wife or husband, hey, can you leave for a little while? That's going to end in divorce. Uh, and you also can't come home and go, hey, listen, I'm just going to go out for a few hours. Where are you going? I'm going to go sit in my car by myself. That's not going to end well. That's not going to end well at all. It's either she's going to go, so you'd rather sit in your fucking car 
and talk to me or they're going to go, um, who are you fucking and how stupid do you think I am? Most people wouldn't even believe you. So it's tough. So I understand why you feel that way, but don't beat yourself up about it. It's normal. And, you know, look, I'm not a counselor, obviously, but I would imagine that there is some way to establish some sort of alone time. I think if you had a respectful and rational conversation about it, I would think, can't promise you, but I would think you could have a respectful and rational conversation and just kind of say like, hey, man, you know, like, Sometimes I just feel like I need to kind of be alone with my thoughts and, you know, just kind of go into a, a, a meditative place, maybe, perhaps. That's what it is. Maybe you need to start meditating. Maybe you just need to build a man cave, which I always thought was so sad. Now I get it. I'm like, I understand why married guys do that. It's not because they think it's the shit. Look at this. I got a TV. It's not that. That's what I always thought it was. It's not that. It's literally the way to get away for a while. That's all it is. When you you build a stupid little fort in your house, and then when you go in there, it's not a fuck you to your wife. It's just you going into your place, and she gets it. Whereas if you said, honey, listen, do me a favor. I'm going to go sit in the bathroom for two hours. Don't bother me. You know, again, divorce filed. Uh, oh, we got another one here. This is from uh, at Anyad underscore Haza. A-N-Y-A-D underscore H-A-Z-A. I spend a lot of time alone, but I'm never lonely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of covered that. Uh, I agree. I spend a, an immense amount of time by myself, and very rarely do I feel lonely. So uh, I hear you on that. I think there's nothing wrong with it. Again, too much is too much, and you shouldn't do it all the time. But some is healthy, and I'm a big supporter of that. And I think that's as good a point as any to bring this thing to a close. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Uh, I appreciate all your participation. Please keep tweeting the questions whenever I give an alert that we're recording a new episode. Please subscribe to the podcast. Go to iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating. We'd appreciate that. You can also find us on Stitcher or at my website, joderosacomedy.com. You can also find all other information about me on that website as far as upcoming shows and such are concerned. Uh, coming up next, I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Acme Comedy Club in late August. I'll be doing the Toronto Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in September. And September 2nd, the release of my new album of B-Sides called Mistakes Were Made will be on sale online. You can pre-order it now on iTunes. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. Take care. Take care.